do so many of us have anxiety in front of the camera lens? I have seen public speakers who are used to speaking to hundreds of people in an auditorium get frozen or become a ball of nerves when a camera lens is in front of them. It's such a strange reaction that, that the camera lens evokes in us. Well, today in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio, we're going to be exploring all the details of why that happens. But more importantly, we're going to give you tips on how to overcome that. And to help me do that is the camera confidence expert. She'll be here to answer all your questions and give you tips and tools of how to overcome those fears. But you know the drill. If you want to learn everything she has to offer, you're going to have to stick around to find out. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Bartinian, an attorney turned personal staff expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style and dressing them for success. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally on camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hi, Virtual Nation. It's a pleasure to have you all here. I am so excited about today's guest. She is the com camera confidence guru. She is an expert at live video, and she's done it pretty much all. But first, I want to say this is a dialogue. I want your comments. We want to answer your questions. So please put your comments in the box and let us know what you're thinking, if you have any input or if you have any questions that we can help you with right away. Also, just to remind everybody, Rick Moscoso, my producer, is always in the green room controlling everything. So I just want to give him a shout out and say thank you for everything that he does. He's sporting the waist up wardrobe cap. Good <laughs> morning. You, Rick. Good morning, Rick. How are you today? I'm doing great. Looking forward to uh, hearing what, what Molly has to say today. She's a rock star and I'm looking forward to it. I know, me too. She's awesome. Every time I hear her speak, I learn something new and it is, she's truly an expert in this area and in so many other areas. But like, we're going to focus on camera confidence today. And just let me take a little bit of time to brag about Molly and introduce her. Uh, Molly is, um, her bio is so extensive. Um, and so I am just going to talk about some of her genius. She has so many um, talents. Um, Molly, after creating um, a video that reached 1 million people organically, organically, she developed her signature go live and monetize method. Um, it combines her social media expertise, talent for scaling one-on-one -on -one relationships, and 20 years of performance experience on stages from New York to Las Vegas. Molly is the host of the Camera Confidence Live um, for Be Live TV has been, and she's been a speaker at Social Media Marketing World and has been featured in Inc. Magazine. I mean, that is incredible. Just so, so accomplished. Molly is a digital strategist who specializes in creating authentic Facebook video content and leveraging bots to skyrocket sales. Now, you know, she's gonna be talking on camera confidence today, but as you can see, she has so many parts of her work that informs um, camera confidence. I mean, that is really the basics. And she's here to show us and teach us 
everything we need to know about overcoming anxiety and fear when it comes to being on camera. But I also want to say that when she's not helping clients, because she is a definite go-giver, but when she's not helping her clients, she um, attracts attract leads. She is singing jazz and um, she with her bass playing husband or teaching her kids how to stand for joy from their home in California. Welcome, Molly Mahoney. <laughs> Hi, Molly. How are you? It's so exciting to have you here. You are a wealth of information. You are a genius at what you do. And I just admire you so much. And there's so much for us to learn from you. So thank you for being here today. I am so glad to be here. And I just want to shout you out because you are the expert as well. And I can say, you know, I, we were just talking about earlier how we met really before I met most anyone in the online space. So back when I was teaching singing lessons and selling makeup, we met at an event where I had a booth, which is so crazy. And then when we saw each other again at eWomen Network, I was like, oh my gosh, hi. And so it's just, it's such an honor to be here with you. This is such a slick live video setup that you've got here. Um, <laughs> it's so good. I love it. We're, we are definitely aspiring to, you know, make it as professional as possible. We are on iTunes so people can download us. So this becomes audible as well without the visual part. So we always, uh, you know, always want to make sure that we're, you know, on point. So thank you for that compliment. Yeah. I appreciate it so much coming for you. That means a lot. Um, I'm just going to get started because you know, this is a question I get a lot uh, because we are in this virtual world that's not going away. And we're doing not only are we working from a virtual office and we have to go live sometimes on Facebook or we're streaming or creating video, really. Um, why does it feel so daunting for so many people to get on camera? What, what is your thought from your experience? I mean, that? So much. So I when I think about this, I think back to when I was in college, I was a theater and dance major. So I was a combination major between the two. And I remember taking a film and acting for the camera class. And they started with film history, really, like with Charlie Chaplin, right? Yeah. And, you know, way back in the day before Charlie Chaplin, even like when, when the camera was first invented. And I, I've looked it up a couple of times and I've not found the exact term for it, but I remember learning there was a term that is what happens when a camera is pointed at you. It's what happens when you are aware that someone is watching you. So if you're on your own and there's no one else around, you're going to act a certain way. If you have a person watching you, that's one thing, but you can like interact with that person. When it's a camera, you don't have the feedback that we have from normal human beings. Like there, there's not a, um, an internal conversation between like seeing the way that your face is reacting or seeing, you know, your body language. So it, it creates this fight or flight thing. And it's actually like, there's a, um, a hormone that's released in your brain that freaks you out. And um, it's a combination between that fight or flight and the fact that we don't have the normal human cues <laughs> given back to us. So um, it's it's normal. That is incredible that that you put it in that way because it, it's true. I've seen public speakers be amazing public speakers, speaking to hundreds of people, but then they, you put a camera lens in front of them, they're totally different. And it's it's that it's that they don't get that maybe that feedback from the audience, right? They can't see it, what how they're reacting. They can't get them to laugh because there's nobody on the other end, technically. I'll say even on Zoom meetings, like this is something that happens for me, even on our, our team meetings. So I have an amazing team who I love so much. And sometimes like if there's four of us, let's say on one meeting, I'll say something. And if I don't get an actual 
like reaction from someone like and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're like look you know multitasking they could just be because we're all on zoom all the time now that they're just like looking down some days i'm like hello like <laughs> i need actual feedback from a human being right <laughs> so it's how do we summon um that it's like a validation almost how do we summon the energy to continue delivering if there is no feedback with this giant light in front of us and like you can see it in my glasses so i do that the giant light and like the you're when i'm trying to look into the camera and not look at your face because i'm trying to make sure that i'm speaking to you in the audience right so it's a it's a weird thing yeah no for sure well and and, and that's why i want to share this with the audience because it is so common it's common for everybody to feel that and and would you say it takes, it takes practice 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 or do you feel like even after so much practice you still have that feeling and you just have to kind of tolerate it and overcome it or is it different from person to person i think it definitely gets better the more that you do it um I also, you know, yesterday I did a video with someone named Richie Norton, who I love, who wrote a book that I happen to have right here. I'll show it to you. Yeah. It's called The Power of Starting Something Stupid. I really <laughs> recommend it. I love it. <laughs> so good. And he, we were talking about authenticity and he had a way of describing authenticity that I think I'm going to borrow for the rest of my life, which was it's, it's when you're authentic, you're in the absence of fear. Hmm and pride and i believe he said procrastination interesting the absence of fear pride and procrastination and i it it hit me i didn't make like a huge i i i, I mentioned that it was a like amazing on the show but like it really hit me at a deeper level because i think back to when i first started doing live videos and i like if you look back on my videos when i began that i was like <laughs> an actual crazy person and that that wasn't me being authentic. That was me being like, I'm doing a video now. <laughs> right? And in that, I think there was fear. There was probably a little bit of pride because I'm I'm concerned about the commenters. I'm concerned about the, the numbers. I want to make sure we're getting those things up. And um, the preparedness is about living prepared. It's not about like having everything memorized. And, and I think about mm -hmm. now when I do videos, um, as long as I don't procrastinate, I make sure I've planned out what I'm going to do ahead of time. I, as long as I recognize this is a conversation, if something goes wrong, it's going to be okay. I release the fear and I release the pride that if, if something goes wrong, it's going to be okay. Then that's when you really do bring your most authentic self. Wow. That is so powerful. Yeah. I can totally resonate with that because um, yeah, I, I can totally understand that because now that I'm doing a lot of live, I can, you know, I'm getting more into it. It took me a long time to really want to get into this groove, but I do, I do find that it gets easier and easier as I do more of it and I'm more consistent. So that helps a little bit when you're consistent and you just kind of tackle it, right? And I think actually the disasters help too. Because yeah. if you've ever had a live video disaster, which I have, I'm sure you have had something happen also. I've had some major disasters. And knowing that I could live through those is like, yesterday when I went live, I realized I didn't have my connector for my mic for the thing. And I was like, I could start the video by apologizing for the microphone, but I, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think um, I think when you're also like, we have that perfectionist, um, 
a streak, it can be really hard to understand that the disasters are um, are a good thing. In fact, actually, Rick, my producer, he's really trained me to know that, Christine, this is technology. Things are going to go wrong. And you just have to like, you know, everybody understands and then just have to move on. And that was a really hard hurdle for me. It gave if me a you, lot of anxiety. If you think about it, if you were, if you handled it the opposite way. So like, let's say something goes wrong and you, you freak out about it. What's the thing that your community is going to remember? They're going to yeah. remember you freaking out. If you go wrong, if something goes wrong and you handle it, you laugh it off and you keep going, they're going to remember that under pressure, you are a cucumber. So yeah. it's like, they're yeah. going to want to work with you more. So I love when things go wrong because it's yeah. like my opportunity to show that I can handle it. I love it. I want the audience uh, that, are, that is listening to this right now and those that are going to listen on the replay to really take this away because this is key. It is the key to, because our fear and anxiety, I think, stems from doing something wrong or missing a word or just yeah. doing something goofy or, you know. And so if we can let go of that and accept that they are, it's going to happen, I think that's kind of the advice you're saying, right? Yeah. And you know what? This actually makes me think, so I am pretty... Like I will say for the most part, I do a lot of live video. I'm, I am, I can communicate clearly. I hold my, you know, I'm grounded, but I did a video uh, two weeks ago with Gay Hendricks. You know, Gay Hendricks? <gasps> yes. That's exactly how I felt about it. So, <laughs> I'm like, okay, let me, I have my Gay Hendricks book right here. So this is my most favorite book in the whole entire world. I'm like talking about all these books. This is my most favorite book in the whole wide world. Gay Hendricks, the author of my most favorite book came on my show. And reading his bio at the beginning like i don't usually read bios i usually just introduce people but because he's like a really big deal and has been on oprah a thousand times and you know i don't care the oprah thing is cool but really like he has changed my life with this book so when i did the intro for his video i was like nerd alert intro i could not speak i was like <laughs> so excited which doesn't happen to me very often anymore and i had to just admit it i finally was like I don't know why I'm reading this. I can't talk. Like I can't, I, this is not, I'm just so thrilled that you're here and I'm overly excited. And he was so gracious and wonderful. And I had to really allow myself that fear and that pride thing. I had to be like, okay, you're a human having a conversation with another human. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And, and focusing on the gratitude is huge for that too, because it, that gratitude really brings you back into like a, a sense of groundedness. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, I actually heard Gay speak not that long ago, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I am very familiar with the book. I read the book and it is an amazing book for anybody who's in business. They should, yeah. they should, uh, they should read that, that big leap. Where did um, you hear him speak? I, a, a, an Allison Maslin event, uh, oh, Pinnacle Global that. Network. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, so do you have any concrete, like relaxing tips? Like, um, that you use or that you used to use when really anxiety was at a high or, you know, for any of your clients that you recommend? Yeah. So I talk a lot about um, this in the way that's a little different because a lot of people will say, just breathe, just breathe. I'm like, okay, really? So <laughs> I will say that breathing can be great and you want to make sure being, so my company is called The Prepared Performer. And I will say that being a prepared performer is not about like in this one moment preparing, it's about living prepared. So if you can do a warm up every day, I have a warm up I call the BFAB warm up, which stands, BFAB stands for breath, 
I started to think I was questioning myself because I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> I got really confused. It is your breath. Okay, the first thing is your breath. The second is your face. <laughs> you're gonna warm up. You're, first, you're gonna breathe. Then you're gonna warm up your face. Then you're gonna warm up your articulators. That's the A. And then the final B is for your body and voice. I don't think I realized right now until that there's a B and a B and the beginning and the end, I almost mix them up. And I've been teaching that for like at least four years. So it's okay. So your breath, your face, because you're communicating with your face when you're doing something from the waist up, right? Yeah. And um, your articulators, because your tongue is a muscle that if you haven't warmed it up, you're more likely to trip on it. And when you do trip on it, if you have warmed up, you will be better at recovering. So keep that in mind. And then also your body and voice. So if you every day release your belly, you can't see my belly in this angle, but you release your belly, you take a big breath that is like, most people when we take a deep breath, they'll go like this. I see them like speaking and I see people, they'll do this. First of all, that's like, let's get into a really cute position. Not good. Second of all, <laughs> you're missing half of your body. So as a vocal coach, as a singing coach, there's so much that I bring into the work that I do with my clients and helping them to be more effective on camera. And one huge thing is releasing your belly and imagine that, imagining that you have a um, an inner tube around your waist. So you can put your hands like this on your whole body. I wonder if I can get front of back where you can see. Hold on, I'll show you. We're gonna get real, okay. So I'm like this, right? And I can see if I put my hand here, like if I breathe everything out and I pull my stomach in to push all my air out, when I breathe in, watch. It's like, I got my baby bump back, <laughs> okay, all right? So you wanna have your stomach and your back and your whole lower body here below your diaphragm expand because I used to think like in high school choir, they would say, breathe from your diaphragm. And I always thought the diaphragm moved this way, but the diaphragm actually moves this way. It comes down so that your lungs have more space. So if you can get in a habit of breathing, like warming up that part of your body, warming up this part of your body, doing some tongue twisters, tapping into the different pieces of your, your voice, and then doing some stretches before you go live, like full body stretches, because your body is supporting what's here from the waist up. Yeah. Right. And so when you can tap into all of that, I do like stretches with my tongue into my cheeks, stuff like that. You are bringing a full coloring box to the video, to the camera. And so by doing that, it, in addition to just like, um, I'm going to breathe. I don't think that works. Honestly. Yeah. I think yeah. you've got to like put the energy somewhere, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love that your singing career kind of informs your camera confidence, right? Because all those exercises were critical to your singing, I imagine. Is that, is yeah. that true? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, this advice is really great because I have struggled when I'm on camera with um, my articulation. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I go, well, I'm speaking too fast because yeah. my tongue gets twisted and I'm like, I'm like, Bleh, you know, and uh, and that's something I struggle with all the time. I And I don't understand why it happens. I think it's because I'm talking too fast sometimes. Um, but you're saying the exercises could help with that. Oh, one million percent. Okay. So, like you want to do different um 
like uh, tongue twisters, you know, like, you know, New York, you need New York, you know, you need unique New York. Do you know that? Yeah. One? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I actually did that once before a speaking engagement because I was so nervous. But yeah. can you give us some some other ones that are easier? Yeah, to remember? So like, um, uh, I mean, basic, but yeah, she sells seashells Shells. by the seashore, right? Or um, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Like little things like that, you know, yeah. will help you to be able to do that. We have other exercises that we do in Kimmer Confidence that are not as um, word related, but they're like actual, this is maybe weird, but it's what we do. So there are like tongue exercises you can do, like it's like a little chipmunk noise or I haven't done that one in a while and I'm changing my, you're not supposed to move your jaw. Little things like that, that help to really stretch and get you um, more malleable so that like, in addition to the tongue twisters, there's a thing that I call the five P's of the prepared performer. Have I shared this with you before? No, I want to know. Okay. Tell me. So as you know, I am like you and I speak real fast. Right? <laughs> so I've had a few people over the years say, whoa, slow down. Most people in our community say, do not slow down. I want you to go faster or keep, you know, keep up at that speed. So it's important to recognize because some speaking coaches will say, you need to speak slowly. Now, I do believe I do need to slow down a little bit because I get a little out of control sometimes. And so that's part of it. But it's not about just slowing down. Because if everything you said was slow, some people would freak out and not be able to actually watch your videos. And those are the people I want to hang out with, right? So the best thing to do is to mix it up. So we have these five P's of the prepared performer. Um, little little side tip is when you are teaching things in your business on camera, if you can use acronyms or alliteration, it makes it easier for you to remember. So little side tip. So the first thing is your pace. And that's what we're talking about is how fast and how slow, but you want to vary it. You don't want to stay at one pace the entire time because then you'll become monotone and people won't pay attention. So you want to vary your pace. Kind of like how Rick is doing right now with the video. He's like moving things around. Yeah. That's keeping the attention of the community visually as well. And we want to do the same thing with our voices. So your pace. The next thing is your pitch. Now, if you'll notice, I just went, the next thing is your pitch, right? So I'm varying my pitch as I'm speaking as well. And that is going to bring a different energy through the camera, which is going to have a different effect on the people who are listening, right? So your pitch. The next one is pauses. And if you can use, exactly, if you can use pauses intentionally, people will go, oh, right? If, if you don't want to use pauses all the time because that becomes really weird but if you can use it where you're like leading up something you speak really quickly and then you take a pause right and then if you can use the next p which is power but i could go power which may actually make people lean in even more if everything that i did i have a tendency to talk more loud on the loud side and if everything that i did was like okay today we're going to be doing this thing nah, 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 people are going to be like whoa so by varying all of this, we talked about pace, um, pitch, pauses, power, and the final one is your percussion. So how percussive you are with your consonants. And if you can um, recognize that when you're trying to achieve something, 
in a, a video or when you're speaking or even if you're talking to your kids, the way that you use your vocal tactics to get what you want will change things. So if I am really, you know, being very stern about the fact that um, you're going to read for 30 minutes, I might say to Frankie, like, no, you are going to read for 30 minutes, as opposed to you're going to read for 30 minutes. It by softening the consonants, it changes the way that my communication comes across the camera. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. I, you know, it's so funny. I had like a list of questions I wanted to ask you and I am getting so much value right now. This is so cool. We're going to put the five P's in the chat box for those who are going to be listening uh -huh. on replay, because I feel like that is such good information. This just so, so valuable. Um, so, so a lot of that will help with the relaxation, with your, um, you know, all those exercises are so key in like articulating. Um, how about like, are there any like cracking voice exercises? Like if your voice cracks because of your nerves, um, yeah. any additional ones yeah. for that? So there's a couple for that. And that goes back to that BFAB warm up because if you can recognize when you do the body and voice piece of it, we do a siren, which is like you people may remember from high school choir. It's basically you start low, so actually do this part first. So put your hand like this on your um on your chest and just go, huh. <sighs> yeah. So that let me I'm gonna talk about the vocal cords. So what happened there was you went, pretend like these are your vocal cords, you went, huh. So a lot of air came through. What we want to happen in this is we want huh. Wait, that was not right. Huh, huh, huh. Try it again. Huh. So less H. Do um and this if you do an a uh, glottal stop, which is this, I don't get to talk about this stuff that often anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do a glottal, so go, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, so there's so much air coming through that right now, which what that means is, but do you feel vibration in your chest at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna try it one more time. Okay, and just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 do it like you did before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Christine talks. The way, when, when I asked you that question, you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when oh. I asked you to say that, you went, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. No, do it like, so just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not getting it. I'm not no, getting no, no, it. I love it because it's actually really important. So when, like, when I said, um, did you hear the, do you feel the vibration? You said back to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as uh -huh. a, right? So say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, do that just like normal Christine, but okay. put your hand on your chest. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, when you're speaking, when we're not doing a weird exercise, you're actually using a really great chest resonance. When we're doing the exercise, you're like putting a lot of breath into it to make it. You're I'm like, overthinking it. You're I'm overthinking it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when you, but if you, if you do this at home and you feel this, wherever you're watching this, yeah, or listening to this, put your hand on your chest and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to feel that there's some resonance there in your chest. Yeah. Because when we speak, our voice actually resonates in different parts of our body. Wow. If you go, so try going like this. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. Did you feel how, do it again and notice you're not going to feel the chest resonance. Go, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel you don't feel the vibration as much in your chest? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, right? That's yeah. because you're using nasal resonation and head resonation when you do that. Oh, I see. Wow. So interesting. There's so much science. <laughs> I know. It's like behind this, right? It's, there's so much science. And um, so when you're you know, cracking, that's what's happening is you're flipping between those two places. Oh. And the vocal cords are like 
uh, uh, right? It's like you're either too much air is coming through or you're flipping between thicker chest resonance and thinner, oh, oh. So it's like it does that little flip, kind of like a, a kid going through puberty. That's why it's happening because their vocal cords are hitting at a different place. Oh, wow. So interesting. That's um, that's really cool. So in order to overcome that cracking, if somebody was really struggling with that, just those, the, what, what was the exercise, the yeah, actual exercise? The exercise is to take it from that low resonance to the high resonance like this. So to go, uh, and move. What's happening with your vocal cords when you do that is you're going from thick to thin and then back and forth between the two. So if you go too quickly, you'll notice it'll crack. And if you can do that, then it's basically like um, you're like stretching before you run, you're stretching your vocal cords so that they can navigate the different places that you're gonna speak in pitch wise between that. Yeah. Well, this is like, this is so educational because it's coming from a vocal coach, right? That is what part yeah. of what you used to do. Yeah. yeah. Or do you still do that? Do you still uh, coach people vocally? No, I, and I had, there was like two people that I had said at one point that I was going to keep on. It just got to be too crazy. I was before all of the 2020 happened. <laughs> I did host a Broadway themed up in Mike night still once a month. Um, in Anaheim called the ghost light vocal jam. And we did it virtually in March and then it just was like too much for me to handle. So we've put it on pause right now. Um, I still take voice lessons every week though. So I have um, a really awesome arrangement with my vocal coach who is like the top vocal coach in all of New York. I do business coaching for him and he does vocal lessons for me. And so we do a trade every week, which is really fun. That's so awesome. Um, you know, you, I noticed like you have this really dynamic personality, you know, you know, and, and, um, and it comes through. I mean, we see it. It's authentic. It's who you are. It's kind of your trademark. Um, sometimes people um, aren't don't have such a, a dynamic personality or like a big personality that's easy to to communicate on camera. And what ends up happening in what I've uh, witnessed is that they come off as monotone or mm -hmm. kind of like unengaging. They don't mean to be. It's just that their personality is different. For that group of people, what do you have any advice for them? I love this question. So thank you. Um, and I'll share, there's a couple of reasons that I love it so much. First of all, I would say that you have a similar personality. Like you have a similar dynamic energy when you walk into a room and it's like, here's Christine. Like, you know, you like, you exude um, that energy. And I, for those really quick first, for people who do have that, that energy that Christine and I are talking about, I don't know how you feel about it, but I used to actually kind of apologize for it. Um, and people would say to me, uh, you know, your energy, I love your energy. And I didn't know how to respond to that. I would often be like, uh, hey, hey. and I, you know, in my mind, I'd be like, how can I monetize that? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Or I'd be like, thank you. But I feel kind of weird. But now I am really solid on the fact that tapping into that energy is one of the most powerful things that I can do. And it's, it's, um, it's contagious. So it's something that is a benefit of like being in both of us, I would say being in our programs is that people get to be around that energy working with you on your wardrobe, they get to get they, um, they get to connect with some of that energy, right. And there are some people who I'm sure this is the case for you too, Christine, that, that we're too much for them. Yep. So it's recognizing that when you see someone who has an energy that you're like, oh, of course, videos work for her because she's got that energy. Know that there are a lot of people who can't handle my videos because 
of the the energy that I bring to the video. So start there by recognizing there's a different feel for everybody. Yeah. And you do want to um, find a way, which I have a little exercise that I can share with you. You want to find a way to take what your energy is and elevate it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's not about being someone else. Right. It's about taking you and maybe like you could use Jen Dial, for example, who yeah. you love, right? So she's a meditation coach. And if she was to come on camera and be like, okay, today we are going to, you know, whatever, it would be really weird. So she talks in a voice that is very lovely and wonderful and warm. Yeah. And she also wants to use those five P's of the prepared performer while she's speaking. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so it's going to, it depends on if, you know, if you're a grief counselor, you're not going to come into your videos. Like, did you just suffer the loss of a loved one? Right. Like you're going to come in from a place that is matching energetically what your community needs. Absolutely. About that. And then also really getting clear about who you are and bringing that to the forefront. Yeah, no, that is, that is so, um, it makes sense because sometimes people who don't have that big personality or big energy or don't feel like they can get like do that in yeah. their mind, think that they're not good for video. They feel like, ah, oh, I'm so monotone. Who's going to listen to me? But that's, that's not true. Everybody needs to be doing video for whatever profession they're in. And there is a way to make yourself engaging. Like the perfect example is Jen Dial. I mean, she is a meditation expert and her, she is very captivating, but she's yeah. totally different than my energy and yours. She's very on, like her voice doesn't, does not change an inflection very much, but it is still very captivating. I mean, she's really got it down. Right. Um, But you, we were talking a little earlier too, about people who talk and I'm not talking about like people who've got it nailed like Jen Dial. I mean, she really knows how to express her style and engage people, but sometimes people think they need to slow down and then they end up being monotone. Like it, like you almost can't listen to it because it seems so unnatural. Yeah. And it, and it's like almost like, wait, why are you talking like yeah, so this? One thing that we do to help with that is something called a, um, a tactic. So if you look or back before that beats, actually. So if you look at um, like a script for a play. Yeah. Uh, there is this guy named Konstantin Stanislavski, who is um, like the godfather of acting. He's like a rushing, Russian acting theorist. And a lot of the work that I do actually comes from there's this chart that he wrote on how to be a profound actor. The first thing on the chart is it's this big bottom thing. On the, and then there's all these other things. It says work on oneself. So before anything else, you have to work on you, which we could talk about that for a whole hour. But there's work on you. From there, um, when you get into your, into your script as an actor, it's similar to when you're doing your videos, even though you're not scripted. You actually want to think about a couple of things. One is what is your objective on your video? So what do you actually want to have happen as a result of doing your video? So for me, I would say my objective is that I want you to feel co- to know that it's possible for you to feel confident on camera. I want for you watching this video to know that your energy is something that your community needs. Right. And there it's a skill set that you maybe want to learn. But if you can learn that skill set and bring yourself to the forefront, you are going to see results in your business. Right. That's my objective. Now, in order to get that to happen, I have to use different tactics 
in order to make that happen. So if you think about like, um, Christine, how old are your kids now? Oh, I have a nine-year-old, a 13-year-old, seven, a 17-year-old, and a 19-year-old. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. So if we look at it, so that's such a great range of ages, right? So if we look at your nine-year-old and your nine-year-old, let's say like Frankie came into the bedroom last night, they, they don't go to bed that early. And he came in last night and he was like, Hey, um, so I like, I said, okay, it's time to start getting ready for bed. And he said, okay, so can I have dessert? I, I kind of think I can't cause it's too late, but can I have dessert? <laughs> it was funny. Like the way that he said it, he was already, his vocal tactic was already to like apologize before he even said it, which is the instant way to get me to say, you're right, you can't have dessert. <laughs> but if he had said like, hey mom, I was thinking, I would really love to read for 30 minutes before bed. And if I can have dessert, I'll read for 45 or whatever. You know, that's a totally different tactic, like to bribe, and he's going to use a different vocal tactic to make that happen. Yeah. So I actually have a list of tactics if it's to, like if you think about, um, I don't know, like one of your, I, we have a, my 19 year old niece is living with us and it's hard at that age right now with, I mean, in general, but right now with the social distancing stuff, it's like, she, <laughs> I, I feel awful that there's like nowhere, you know, it's, it's a hard thing. So yeah. she isn't wanting to go like out to nightclubs or something, but if she was like trying to present the case that that's what she would be doing, she'd be speaking in a specific way to try and get what she wants. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's that it's that tactic that you're using. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that that's so. This is like such a cool conversation. <laughs> um, you know, earlier we were talking a little bit about. Um, I'm, I'm gonna. I just need to answer ask this personal question okay. because I'm sure somebody else can relate to this. Um, I generally my biggest challenge when I'm on camera is um, my preparation. You know, being prepared for I love how you said it's about being prepared for life, you know, being prepared in life, not yeah. necessarily prepared for a specific episode or a specific yeah. um, conversation. Um, and I really, that really resonated with me. My challenge is I create scripts because I want to be detailed and I want to get all my information out there and I end up getting so attached to the script that when I get on camera, I almost can, like in my practice especially, I feel like so unnatural or I have to do so many takes. Yeah. And I'm trying really hard to let go of the script because I know how to, I mean, if somebody came up to me and asked me a question, I can easily talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, go, I get so hung up on, oh, but I don't want to miss this point. Do you have any advice for somebody like me yes. who's attached to the script? Yes, because it's so, like actually, I'm going to out Jen Dial for a second. The first video that I, you know, she's in our coaching program also right now. And I, the first video that she did following our template, she read the script and I, she's so amazing on camera that I, I, I like rarely ever say this, but I was like, we have to take that video down because <laughs> she read the, and she would admit it also, but she read the whole script and she was like, you're right. So I have, let me show you in our, I had it in my hand a second ago. Oh, it's on the, okay. <laughs> I had all these like props from the thing I was just doing before this. So in our um, our videos, we have the we have a script that is it's more like a framework rather than an actual script. So it happens. We have this where you plan out your videos, and so you plan out the topic, you plan out the um, the call to action, like where that's your objective, like where you're sending people to. And then we have a framework which starts with like, you start with a problem, 
you let them know a solution is coming in. But before you actually start your video, this is a really big one. You start with a moment before. This is another Stanislavski thing. So you imagine before you start, like you just said, you said, if someone was to ask me a question, I could talk. So you, you want to imagine before you start your video that someone has just asked you a question. And you start by saying, like, I use Mr. Rogers as an example a lot because Mr. Rogers is such an awesome example of this. And he didn't say, hey, everybody in Facebook, or he just didn't say Facebook. He didn't say, hey, everybody in the neighborhood, we're here. My name's Mr. Rogers, and I am the host of the Mr. Rogers show. Right? <laughs> he said, hey, neighbor, right? He spoke to one person, and he said, are you having a hard time tying your shoes? Well, today we're going to solve that. I'm going to take you to a shoe factory. Come on with me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you can do the same thing in your videos. And if you're teaching people how to be confident on camera, let's say you can say, you can start by saying, are you, you know, having a hard time showing up on camera? You can ask a question like that, but you could also say, imagine someone has just said, Oh, I'm having such a hard time pushing through my fear to go live. I can start my video saying, so many people have told me that they are having a hard time pushing through their fear to go live. And I'm going to let you know that you're not alone if you're feeling that way. Today, I'm going to be bringing you five ways that you can push through your fear to feel more confident, go live, and have people throw credit cards at your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. That is that is so cool. And, and, and um, I am still working on this because I get so attached to my script yeah. and um, like a framework more than a script. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's so freeing. Like it is so freeing. And, and the more that you, and that framework is going to feel really weird at first, but the more that you go through that framework, um, you start to know like, okay, in the beginning, I should be talking about the problem. Then I should let them know the solutions coming. Then I should ask for some engagement because most people aren't even here live yet. So I don't want to do the intro too soon. Like you guys have a great little intro video that solves that problem. But, um, you know, th then you're going to let them know how they can get the free gift from today before yeah. you even introduce yourself. Yeah. No, I think um, that really is magic. I mean, I feel like I need to have three shows with you on it to go through everything we need to do. But you do. You have a lot of programs. I mean, you have different different types of programs. You have coaching programs. You have the and the, everything. Camera confidence is built into a lot of those, right? Yeah. So we have um, at this point, we're really only focused on two main programs. We've launched different courses over the years. We have like um, Sell It First is how to go from zero to 50K in 90 days. Um, but we're not really promoting that anymore. It was like a, a thing that we sold at one point. It's kind of there, but we don't actively promote it. We mainly have camera confidence, which is how to set up your full live video system in a way that you can actually bring in leads and sales mm. through your live videos and then how you can repurpose it after the fact. So, um, that's camera confidence. And then our next program is glam, which stands for go live and monetize. And in there we focus on revenue visibility, systems, and impact. So it's more of a full business coaching program, taking the foundations of camera confidence and then taking it to the next level. Wow, that, it's incredible. I mean, you've uh, really built sort of an empire around camera confidence and creating video. And, and it's so important right now because everybody needs to be on video, especially if you're a business owner um, and you're trying to monetize, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
you could it used to be that you could like go to an in-person networking event but that's not <laughs> happening right now so good luck <laughs> now you're now you're doing it virtually so, yeah. <laughs> so you have a different language you know? totally I totally i mean that's why waste up order was born right it's, yeah, uh, i would say it's cool. not just about the clothes it's about everything that goes into this box yeah. it's about everything uh, that you're how everything here speaks to your brand, right? Your background, the way you're talking, the way you are coming off on camera, the authentic, your, everything. Your, your glasses, your makeup, your totally. hair, your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to speak really quick about body language. Um, we are actually going to have a whole episode on body language. Cool. Um, but but um, do you have any um, thoughts on that and how that translates on camera? Or, you know, because I tend to fidget a lot sometimes when I'm taping a video, I, I, I found myself fidgeting or just moving around a lot. If my bangs start to do this, oh my uh -huh. God, I go crazy. And I like have to, I like play with my bangs so much. So that's my, yeah. yeah. So I guess, is that more, when is it like a, like a trademark of somebody versus like a distraction? <laughs> that is such a good question. So I mean, I would say you have the choice to make something a trademark. Like if we look at, um, oh, what's it? Oh, let's say, you know, the guy, what the heck is his name? The guy from, uh, he's in Princess Bride. He's in a million things, but in Princess Bride, the guy who says inconceivable, inconceivable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, he has a lisp as an adult and he uses it as a part of his character. It's like his thing, right? Other people could could see that being something that they shut down about. Same thing, even I will out myself, because this is a big part of um, when we talked about being confident on camera. This isn't really body language, but it's it's in that vein. Um, I started getting a gray streak just right here. Like I have gray hair right here. And so I started bringing in, I mean, I've got like gray sprinkled throughout everywhere, but really solid in the front. And I always had these highlights underneath. And I started bringing in my hair dye in the front because when I was on camera, when it would go gray just right here, it would start to look like a bald spot because the rest of my hair was dark. And I don't think anybody else noticed it, but I noticed it. And so now the, the interesting side effect of this is I haven't been to the salon since COVID happened. I've cut my bangs myself and I've cut, I actually cut my whole hair myself once too, which I can't believe I did. Wow. But I've been dyeing my own hair and what has happened is I haven't bleached it. So you can see like, this is how much of it has grown out, right? But this is all gray. <laughs> but now I've dyed blue and purple, right? So I took that thing that may have made me feel a little uncomfortable and I turned it into a superpower. Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. It becomes part of your style. Yeah. And, 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 and it's all about um, your style. Like when, when I, I tell everybody, there's a lot of guidelines we give on waist up wardrobe when it comes to how you dress and how you show up. But if it's something that if I give you a guideline that is, um, that is conflicting with a style piece of mm. yours or a branding thing, your brand trumps everything. You have to just use your brand. Like if I say you can never have blue hair on camera, like that isn't going to work for you because that's your, you know, you have the little streak there that is so yeah. um, stylistically you that people, yeah. you know, and so great for you. So um, that is, that, that was, um, that was a, a really good conversation. I, I love so the many, answers. There's so many examples of that in everything. Like if you look at Bob Fosse as a choreographer, he didn't like the fact that he was bald. He didn't like the fact that he was turned in, not turned out. He didn't like the fact that he had slumped over his shoulders. So now if you watch any Fosse choreography, 
it's like all like here with his hat and it's like very, you know, like you, this kind of stuff is all Bob Fosse, but it's not, um, it's because he was uncomfortable about his body. And so he, he switched it and did things the opposite way and ended up celebrating it. You know, that is so, um, such a great way to talk about perspective. It's the perspective that you take mm -hmm. on something. It's a take that you, is how you embrace it versus become, um, become scared of it or want to yeah. shun it. It's, that is like, it's what, the things that make us different from each other. Right. So that, yeah. that is really, um, really cool. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to ask, I am like, I want to be on here for like hours with you, but I want to ask uh, one more question before we wrap up. And that is, um, you do um, a lot of this impromptu video, right? The go live, be live. So that's sort of, that's in the category of like homemade video, like really for people like off the cuff, right? And there's always the professional video. So yeah. um, do you, do you have an opinion? Because next week we're going to be talking about homemade videos specifically. Um, do you have an opinion about um, the importance of one over the other? Are they both important to your brand? Do you have yeah. an opinion on that? Yeah, so I think there's actually three different levels of um, video professionalism, we will say. So there's yeah. straight from your phone, um, it's intentionally sloppy. So one of the mistakes that I mentioned in my masterclass, for example, is that you don't wanna create unintentionally sloppy videos, you want to be intentional about it. Yeah. So if I'm gonna do something that's intentionally sloppy, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like go like this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let people know I'm on the go, I'm moving, I'm not, you know, halfway, uh, like my bathroom videos, I do a lot of videos in my bathroom doing my makeup. People know that that is not like a professional video, right? That's like straight up, um, I call that more of an adventure video, kind of they can see the behind the scenes. The next level would be something like when we use Be Live, where Be Live gives you the opportunity to make it look really professional, but it is super easy. So there is no need for a producer. You can use a producer like the amazing Rick, but um, <laughs> it doesn't have to have like you can in be live, you can add in the intro video like you've done there, but you don't necessarily need to do that. Simply having a frame and doing like Rick's doing where he's mixing the, um, the, the camera views up and the angles up and bringing different things into the screen. You can do that on your own with a tool like be live, which is awesome because it's so easy, right? That's my favorite place to live in because where I love getting like nerdy and technical, I recognize that a lot of people aren't ready to make that leap. So the next level would be more of like what Rick and Luria are doing, which is where you would use something like Ecamm, which is an actual um, a tool that you download onto your computer. It's not browser-based or something like vMix or OBS where you're going to have a little more, it's a little more complicated, um, uh, you know, and it, it, so it's more professionally done. That's where things like what the Geffners do, where they're, you know, doing a full brand story video where, um, it's professionally shot on a on a official camera, not just on your phone, whatever. Uh, I do believe there is a place for all of those. And the way that I use them in my business is I do my behind the scenes stuff like my bathroom videos where I'm real. I do a thing on the airplane. It's called sneaky motivation. And I do little motivation stuff with a little teeny tiny microphone on the airplane. Um, for my weekly videos, I personally, because of... Um, my schedule and who I am as a person, I've decided not to do something that is more professional on a weekly basis because it's just too much for me. Yeah. So I, I have frames, I bring videos in, I have a little intro video, but it's easy and it's quick. I do have pro really professional videos. Like if you go to my Facebook page, you can see the top video that we have is a more professionally shot video that we use. Um, 
like to send to a client if they're thinking about joining us in one of our you know, higher level programs, we'll use that professional video. Um, but for the most part, I live in that middle ground area because it's easy. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I love that you highlight that there is a place and time for each one of those types of videos. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about those really um, off the cuff, those um, what you called intentionally sloppy videos. It's kind of <laughs> like, you know, they talk about uh, it reminds me of clutter. You know, clutter is not good, but organized cl clutter is really good. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Yeah. I want to be intentional with it. Yeah. And I think, you know, with the, the, the way that the world is right now, like, for example, do you know Jeff Walker? I don't. He's uh he's like the father of internet marketing basically. He's the person who like invented the launch and I've been consulting him on social media stuff since uh maybe I don't know, maybe since February or March and we did a launch together in April where usually his stuff is super professional and he did it all on Facebook as like a thrown together launch. Now his son, Dan is amazing and had all these crazy video things <laughs> happening, but they did it in a house, not on a studio, not in a studio stage because of the current situation we're in. And if people were to see something that was really fancy and polished, they may actually be less likely to purchase mm. because we're not in a place right now where everybody can do something that's really fancy and polished on a sound. That's brilliant. I mean, really knowing um, customer wants or needs at the time is really yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's brilliant. Okay, so we wrap up Waste Up Wardrobe with the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up. And that is number one, what is the biggest takeaway somebody can come away from from today's show about camera confidence? If there's well, one thing. Yeah, the one thing that I would love you to take away is you are the secret to your success. So a little exercise you can do to be able to really tap into that is called the quesadilla of awesome. And I believe that everyone has something that makes them uniquely awesome, even if it's just that you make an amazing quesadilla. <laughs> and the way that you do this is you make a list of 20 things that make you a uniquely awesome human being. Before you go live, look at that list, tap into who you are, and then open your heart and connect empathetically with your ideal client. And it'll shift everything in the way you start your videos and how you feel on camera. That is great advice. And how about a couple tips, Molly, that people can really, you know, put right into um, work for them? Yeah. So when it comes to creating your content, one thing that people miss is that they aren't actually thinking about the end and the end goal. Like I talked about with that conversion, mm. uh, sorry, that conversion, that objective is what I meant there, that objective, which is a conversion. And so here's a little like three step thing to being able to help you create more powerful videos. So the first thing is actually I'm gonna make it four step, four steps. So the first thing is you've got to know who you are, tap into yourself, summon that confidence. Let me do some warm ups. The next thing is you want to know your ideal client. Be really clear about exactly who you're speaking to, not the demographic, not the avatar, but the human being, right? Mm -hmm. At that point, you want to think what problems are they experiencing? Like in their actual life, separate from your business, what problems are they experiencing? The next thing is what objectives, um, cheapers creepers, what objections, almost the same word, but very different. What objections would they have to purchasing from you? If they would say, I don't have time to have you style me in my wardrobe, then you need to create some content that squishes that objection. So by the time you have that conversation, they're ready to buy because that objection is already gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that, that's great. So it's your confidence. Think about that ideal client. 
Think about the problems they're experiencing. Think about what objections they would have to purchasing from you. And then squash it. Go live. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And how about any tools that people can use to, um, to you know, get a little bit more camera confident? Yeah. So, I mean, I love Be Live because it's so easy and they have these real, they've added actually the ability to repurpose your videos as well. One of the things that I think people miss is that you're creating this library of content. So remove yourself from the result of like having a million people on here right now and recognize that you can repurpose your stuff. And that leads me into um, repurposing. So yes, <laughs> uh, there's some tools that I love for repurposing as well which give me more confidence because they allow me to know that I can actually do something with this video after the fact, right? Um, so repurpose.io in video, um, simple social press is one that takes your videos and puts it straight into a blog post, which is super awesome. And another little one that I'll share actually is um, eyeglasses. Do you know what eyeglasses is? No. No, my Please yeah. I'm gonna share it with us. It is it only works on a Mac, but it is one of my most favorite things. And let me show you why. I can take this. It's a virtual camera. So I've, I'm using it right now, even though we're not using Ecamm as the company that makes it. But I can like do things like this. Oh, I love you. <laughs> and what I really love about it is, you know, I can do fun little things where I can make um, like filters and stuff. But I can actually adjust the brightness and the temperature on my videos. One of the best things that you can do for your videos is to get a good light. Yeah. So, you know, we use like a big ring light, but in addition to that, sometimes adjusting the contrast on your video, ooh, right, like that, I'm gonna leave it like that. <laughs> that can help you to feel more confident because you're, you're, when you're going live, you're looking back at your own face. Yeah, yeah. And that can detract people. Yeah. So, um, eyeglasses is one of my favorite because I can play with that, whether I'm on zoom, anything, it's a virtual camera that you can use anywhere. Oh, that's awesome. Great. We'll, we'll put that in the chat box, um, yeah. eyeglasses and you can use it on a Mac only, right? Yeah, it's Mac only, but yeah. yeah. Okay. And finally, if you can give us, um, you know, a couple points that will spring everybody into action on being more confident. Yeah. So just really recognize like there are people out there who need what you have to offer. Yeah. And every day that you make the choice not to show up, not to go live, you're doing a disservice to yourself because you're not growing your own business. But more than that, you're doing a disservice to the people who would so deeply benefit from you. Yeah. So don't push through for yourself, push through for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people who own businesses, they have to realize that it's, it's, it, they're helping people, right? A lot of times we shortchange ourselves. And now in the virtual world, because we have so many, we, a lot of things have shut down or we can't really utilize them. We can't really meet in person. We really have to um, take advantage of this arena, this virtual room, this uh, live video, creating video to really help people and, um, and give them your genius. You are, you are a genius, Molly. You are an amazing <laughs> entrepreneur, coach, and um, camera confidence expert. I learn something from you all the time. Every time I meet you, I learn a new thing. And I, and I just love being around you. You're just a very, very warm personality. You have something for the audience today. Can yeah. you share what that is? And um, 
Uh, for the audience members who are here uh, in the audience or those who are going to be listening on the replay until the end of the day, um, you're going to put the hashtag command and shine uh, because we're commanding the camera and um, to get <laughs> Molly's um, giveaway. Can you share what it is? Yeah, I would love to. So we talked a lot today about how to actually summon the confidence, how to present yourself on camera. And my favorite thing to talk about, I mean, I really loved this conversation, but I really love to also talk about how to actually get conversions, right? So how do you take these videos and turn it into credit cards flying at your face? <laughs> and so I have a full live video masterclass where we go through how you actually take these videos and you create a client attraction machine, even if no one shows up live on your videos. It's so good. And so you can get that. Am I supposed to say the link or should I just say? We'll put the link in the chat box, but go ahead. Tell us so that if somebody's listening and wants to take it down, go okay. ahead. So you can, you can just go to molly.live slash shine. Molly.live, that's M-O-L-L-Y, dot live slash shine. <laughs> I can't talk. There you go. Yes, hooray. I love it. Awesome. Thank you for, for doing that. You are a genius. Anybody that works with you really is um, lucky, is very, very lucky. I, um, I know that um, there's going to be a time where you and I are going to work together because I need what you have to offer. And you are, I don't know, I just, I look up to you in this arena. You're the best, really. And, um, you know, and, and you've got a great personality. Everybody is just contagious. I really, really appreciate you. Thank so um, thank you for honoring us with your presence today. And um, I'll look forward to um, looking into the freebie because I'm excited about that. And um, I, I want to tell the audience, thank you for joining us. Uh, there you have it, the Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap-Up and our giveaway with Command & Shine in the chat box. Remember that you can listen to this on replay and we will leave the opportunity that Molly um, is offering until the end of the day. So go ahead, put it in the chat box when you listen to the replay because you're not, you're going to get so much out of it. This is something you cannot miss because it is a complimentary offer and you guys, um, everybody could use it. Anybody who's a business owner could use it. So, so definitely take advantage of that. Um, thank you for joining us today. We're so excited um, that um, that we had Molly here today. And I'm hoping that maybe sometime down the line, we'll get her back to talk about some of those other great things that she offers. Um, but I just want to say um, next week, we are going to be talking about homemade videos, something that Molly touched on right now. Um, and also, we're going to talk about why they're important, how to make them, how to make them look great. So being intentionally sloppy, but intentionally sloppy and how to use them to market yourself. We're going to be talking about video texting and going live on Facebook and um I'll be giving you all the tips and tricks that have worked for me and why I do it. Um, so please join us next week and bring a friend. <laughs> <laughs>